0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: Blog Talk Radio.
2: Good evening and welcome to the Roger Huddle Podcast. I'm your host, Sammy Jacobs. Along with us is T.J. Inman, and we'll be getting uh, into IU's big win last week. 52 nothing over Eastern Illinois, and their huge matchup to open up Big Ten play with the sixth-ranked Ohio State Buckeyes coming to visit Bloomington at noon on Saturday. But first, <clears throat> a word from our friends over at MyBookie. So, if you found $100 on the street, would you pick it up or keep walking? Of course you'd take the money. So why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them? That's why I go to MyBookie. It's fast, it's easy, and they pay you when you win. Let's face it, when you're betting, it's just as important as who you're uh, who you're betting on. I wouldn't be telling you guys to bet uh, with them if they weren't the best. Do the smart thing. If you're going to bet this football season, bet with my bookie. All right, we bring in TJ Inman. Uh, TJ, how are you this fine Monday evening?
1: Doing very well. Yeah, it's a big win for Indiana, and obviously uh, it's one you expected to get, but uh, you know, we were looking for, we, we talked about this in the, the podcast we did last week. Um, the outcome of this game was very likely never going to be in question. It was about self-improvement for the Hoosiers. Could they address the issues that, uh, that were there in week number one against Ball State? Uh, and I think for any end of the answer was a mostly resounding yes. They could address those issues. And they could clean those things up. Um, now, again, we have to preface this by saying, look, Eastern Illinois was not uh, a high caliber opponent by any means. That was a, a poor team that uh, is on a lower level than Indiana, uh, but IU did what you know what you should do to those kind of teams, and that's take care of them early and dominate them from the get go.
2: Yeah, you set the Memorial Stadium record for largest margin of victory of 52 points. Uh, prior to that, it was a 1990 win over Missouri when it was 58-7. Uh, so, but, yeah, it was a dominating win outside of a few drops. I think there were four drops that I counted
0: um,
2: yeah. in the game by – and and a couple of them by Ty Freifogel. Uh, and another one was a wide open, either a touchdown – it could have been a touchdown – or uh, at least at the very least a long pass play down inside the red zone for IU uh, that cost them points. Uh, that's something that they'll need to clean up this week. It's those are the plays that cost you a game against Ohio state. The, the wide open passes uh, that you drop <clears throat> inside the red zone with a chance to extend leads and, and put points on the board. I thought the tackling was good. Um, and I think it was Alfred Bryant. Alfred Bryant started the game with two tackles for loss, and that immediately set the tone uh, for mm-hmm. for Saturday that the that Indiana was going to dominate, uh, that they're going to play a lot of guys, and that uh, they're going to, you know, you had a feeling that shutout was in play pretty early. And I didn't want to say it on the podcast last week because it's kind of arrogant, but it's like if you had a chance at the shutout last week, was was that chance? Uh, To get it, they got it. Uh, They put up 52 points. They played two quarterbacks. I thought both of them looked good. Uh, They played three quarterbacks, actually. Uh, Both of them looked good. Michael Penix uh, played most of the first half, I think, outside of two drives. Uh, And then Peyton Ramsey came in at the end of the first half, immediately threw a, a touchdown on a swing pass that Ronnie Walker took 64 yards for a touchdown. Uh, he made some good plays. He was thirteen or fourteen throwing for about two hundred and eleven yards uh two more scores and they put i u put a lot of good things on tape um, you know there was an odd fourth down call where you saw Donovan Hale get the ball on a on a jet sweep and I think that was just a show that's in the that's in the uh the deck of cards uh, for Ohio State this week. so a lot of good things that i u did uh the, the student section turned out well i thought and you know at 35 at nothing it's hard to stick around especially with so many good games on tv later uh later in the day on saturday uh and it being the first home game tj i, I also want to shout out uh, the the game day ops people it it went a lot smoother uh and it seemed like there's a lot less noise and more college football atmosphere uh, at Memorial Stadium in Bloomington. The the intro video I thought was very very cool and well done. Um, and there was less gimmicky games. There were still gimmicky games, but it was less uh it was less obvious that they were going on. Uh the band has been playing new new songs, although one of them is Baby Shark and it's going to annoy the,
1: <clears throat>
2: it's going to annoy the older people really quickly. Uh but if you haven't heard Baby Shark, Google it. Or if you have kids, I'm sure you've heard it a gazillion times. Uh, but they they did a very, very good job. But anyway, mission accomplished for IU. They got the shutout. They dominated. They came out of the, the, the game, I think, injury-free, which I think was the most important part outside of uh, showing improvement. You got Charles Campbell some playing time. Uh, you used both kickoff guys. Uh, just a lot of people played I think 12 people caught passes and 11 people uh got carries so a really really good job um from IU and from Tom Allen from from uh for spreading that around so let's get to Ohio State TJ they come in ranked uh sixth in the nation at two and oh they shut out Cincinnati so you're projected so you're uh prediction of that that that's going to be their hardest game was uh, untrue um, since well, we that know. he was receiving votes <laughs> yeah we do hope um, <laughs> but 42 nothing they look like they're the same old Ohio state uh, jk or sorry, yeah um, Justin Fields is 38 of 50 for the year 458 yards six touchdowns no interceptions he's looked fantastic uh, J.K. Dobbins looks good too. I'm sorry. If you hear a dog going crazy in the back, I, I think my dog's on the sugar high. I'm not sure, but he's running around like crazy. Um, J.K. Dobbins had th- had 38 rushes, for 232 yards, uh, and, and things like that. Uh, K.J. Hill, 11 catches, 78 yards, uh, with the, with the touchdown, and then. On uh, defense, the defense is stout. Jordan uh, Fuller leads the team with tackles. Chase Young has three sacks, a pass breakup, and a block kick. And Malik Harrison at linebacker—they uh, look to have, uh, solve their issues at linebacker uh, there in uh, in Columbus. So Ohio State's still a very very tough team uh, to deal with, and we'll see what what. Uh, what they bring to Bloomington on Saturday. Now it's a noon game. Uh, It's on Fox. It's one of those tricky, tricky noon games. Uh, So we'll, we'll see. Uh, But it's again, Ohio state now looks like a favorite in the big 10 East uh, and probably the big 10 after Michigan struggled in double overtime with army. Um, TJ, what are your, what are your thoughts on the Buckeyes?
1: Well, the the game against uh, Cincinnati was uh, really impressive. I mean, they they were not as dominant as IU was against Eastern Illinois, but they nearly did to Cincinnati, who is a much better team, obviously, than Eastern Illinois is. But they nearly did that uh, to their in-state rival, the Bearcats. I mean, it it was uh, I think a lot of people. I mean, the spread on that game was about 16 uh, at kickoff and. it was an interesting one to keep an eye on just because it was going to be the first uh, test, if you will, for Justin Fields, uh, at quarterback for the Buckeyes. And um, he passed that, this flying colors. It's um, less vertical passing game um, down the field necessarily than what you saw with Dwayne Haskins. But uh, this is a very versatile Ohio State attack because of the legs of Justin Fields. Uh, now, they've got a different cast of receivers somewhat, but it's still a really good group. K.J. Hill is kind of the the solid one, if you will. He's going to be their more of their possession receiver, still capable of taking the top off the defense, but more of a possession guy. Uh, he's on target. This is uh, basically all of Ohio State's career receiving records. Uh, and then Chris Olave and Benjamin Victor are, are more of their uh, big play receivers that are coming on, both of them very talented. Garrett Wilson is a true freshman that they expect to be their next great wideout. Um, and then a running back, J.K. Dobbins, a player that Indiana fans are very familiar with. He's torched the Hoosiers on a couple of occasions. Uh, I, I think that they will look to get him more involved than uh, Urban Meyer looked to. I think their running back is going to be bit more of a traditional running game um, than what you saw from Urban Meyer. Uh, but Justin Fields has a unique skill set because of his legs. Very the athletic quarterback that can hurt you. It's going to be very important for Indiana to uh, be disciplined in their pressure. I think you do have to bring pressure against Fields. You can't let him sit back there and pick you apart uh, because I think that they will just hit slant patterns and out patterns to Indiana. Uh, if IU lets fields sit back there, but um, it, it's going to be important when they do bring pressure to stay disciplined because if you overcommit, lose, contain, fields can turn a scramble uh, into a touchdown very easily. So uh, that'll be important for Indiana's defense. And um, on the other side of the ball, Ohio State, I think it was expected would be, stronger on this side of it early uh, because they do bring back quite a bit, uh, including Chase Young who is their superstar up front of the defensive line. Uh, the secondary has a lot of veterans there uh, but I do think that if Indiana is to have success I do think one of the areas they can do so is against that secondary which is probably going to surprise some people but I, I do think that Michael Penix has the tools and IU has the playmakers that they can hurt Ohio State through the air. Um, I think it's going to take some, some well-executed schemes, but I, I think it could happen. Uh, and the second thing IU has to be able to do, I think, is control the ball because Ohio State has a quick strike offense that if you get into a situation where the Buckeyes score, Indiana comes out, maybe has a quick series, it might be a three and out, it might be a you know a first down, and then you, then you have to punt. Uh, the Hoosiers are going to have to uh, avoid those quick strikes by the Buckeyes that can turn a close game into a relative route pretty quickly. We've seen that before from Ohio State. and It could happen again because uh, much like they were under Urban Meyer, this is going to be a quick strike offense uh, that, can, that can hurt you very, very quickly. So uh, those are kind of the two things that jump out to me right away. I do think that this Ohio State team looks better right now than the team that came to uh, Bloomington last year did. That doesn't mean that they're a better team, but I think they have hit their stride earlier than uh, than last year's Ohio State squad did. Uh, And I I think a lot of that has to do with the defense, how quickly they have settled in uh, and really adjusted to to their slightly tweaked scheme and their new personnel. Uh, But I, I don't. Think that it's a all-world defense, but I think that they are very strong with a couple of stars. But I do think there's a couple of areas that Indiana could have some success. Yeah, it's
2: it's one of these teams, and you know, I I think you don't think 38 carries two games is is that much, but you look at at the way teams are using running backs, and they're just not they're not running them into the ground anymore. All right, so you, you also have Master Teague uh, running for Ohio yeah. State. He's has 19 carries. Justin Fields has carried the ball 21 times for just over 100 yards, things like that. It just it looks like you're, you know, kind of more of a... Last year was with Dwayne Haskins is kind of a different Ohio State team. And I think now with the running threat of Justin Fields, it's its kind of a blend between JT Barrett and those teams and what you saw last year with Dwayne Haskins. What Indiana's defense needs to do, you're right, is get pressure on Fields. He doesn't have an interception, and Indiana only has no. one takeaway all year. And there's been a couple – there has been a couple of chances where Indiana's dropped picks, but it's not like – you know, they they haven't forced a fumble. Uh, and I think they've only broken up nine or ten passes all season in the first two games. So the opportunities really haven't been there. And that's something that's probably keeping Tom Allen and his defensive staff awake at night uh, is trying to get takeaways. That's going to be one of the keys to this game. If Can Indiana get those takeaways? And then can they get points off of those takeaways? Uh, and, and for the offense, the opposite. Can you hold on to the ball um, and you want your drives to end in a kick, whether it be a punt uh, or a kickoff um, or extra point, whatever you want to say, kickoff, you want your drives to end in a kick. And not do not set this Ohio State team up early uh, to, to put points on the board, to get their crowd into the game and, and all those things. This – has the potential if Indiana can stick around, it has the potential. And I think Indiana opened as a 14 point underdog, which I was kind of surprised at how low that spread was. Uh, the, the way that the media talks about, especially the IU yeah. media uh, or the indie me- media, talks about this Indiana team. Um, and 14 points means it's probably going to be a dogfight. Uh according to Vegas, we'll see Indiana has to put the money where the mouths are and and you got to you can't come out like you did against Iowa last year and just totally crap the bet. Uh so let's move on to to keys to the game. TJ, what are what are some keys to this game?
1: Well, I think Obviously, Indiana has to get in a position where this is going to matter, uh, but given the way that they've played against these big teams from the East, mainly Michigan and Ohio State, uh, there's not a lot of reason to expect that IU's just going to get their doors blown off. It could happen. Um, you know. It, it, it could. I don't anticipate that, though, and recent history would suggest it won't be the case. Now, what recent history also suggests is that Indiana will be in the game in the third quarter, and then things will fall apart. Uh, Indiana will get worn down. The depth will begin to show up uh, as a big difference maker, and then there will be two or three plays that, or calls by the officials, or uh, what have you, that it will make the game go from a one possession game to a three possession game in a span of you know five or ten minutes. Uh, we have seen that happen several times against Ohio State. In uh, a couple of times against Michigan um, or Penn State. But uh, in Indiana, Tom Allen talked about that at his press conference today. I is very aware of it. They're very aware that they can, they've proven that they can play well against programs like this for 40 minutes, for 45 minutes even. They've yet to do it for 60. And that is something that... Uh, has to change if you're going to pull off one of these upsets uh it's highly unlikely that is going to get in a position where they're ahead by three scores and can coast hold in the you know final five minutes uh that just is not in the cards so for me the first key is going to be how does Indiana's strength and conditioning program how does that improve depth how does that uh you know in the practice situational work where iu has put a heavy emphasis on um you know, putting in drills and putting in exercises that that stress Indiana late in practices when they're tired. Um, how do those things pay off in a situation where you hope that IU has a chance of late in the second half? Uh, is it? Are they able to make a difference this year where it, it has been a, an issue in the past? Um, that's a major key for me. A second key is going to be ball control. Um, Indiana needs to be aggressive, but they need to do so intelligently. Uh, this is It's not going to be a team you want to get into a shootout with, and it's not going to be a team where you, I don't think Indiana's going to want to try to run 80 plays. Um, I think you want controlled tempo where, look, if you've got Ohio State's defense on their heels, you push the tempo. If not, I think it makes a whole lot of sense to um, not play a deliberate pace and not melt the play clock every down, but to uh, to play a very controlled tempo. Um, and then the third thing for me is going to be, um, and I'll steal your, your thunder a little bit on this, likely it's going to be special teams. Uh, IU right now, number one in S&P Plus special teams, which is uh, mind-boggling to have any up that high, but they have earned it special teams units have been spectacular so far through two games that has to continue. And, uh, you know, making a big play or two on special teams instead of having that done to you by Ohio state, uh, would, would be a gigantic boost for Indiana to, to stay in this game and make it a really tight one at the end. Yeah. You kind of stole my
2: thunder on special teams. Uh, I Who would have thought in Indiana was number one, S&P plus? Um,
1: yeah. And good, good but that, anyway, yeah. They, the, they have
2: put in good work. So far. Yeah, so far, after so the, far. the debacle last year, so far uh, special teams has been outstanding. They really didn't get a chance to do much last week no. uh, in terms of returning the ball. Uh, they kicked it away from David Ellis on their only kickoff, and then their punter, you couldn't get it over 27 yards, and you can't line up Wap Hillier 20 yards off the off the ball on, on a punting situation.
1: Um, Whitehead White had, had a couple you know, good kicks when he was asked to. Yeah, he,
2: you know, he, he, he punted the ball well. Charles Campbell had a nice 48-yard field goal, and Logan Justice yep. had, you know, one of those easy days where all you have to do is kick seven extra points and uh, enjoy the beautiful weather in Bloomington. But – or six extra points as, as Campbell had um, had the other one in the field goal. But, yeah, my keys to the game uh, are going to be uh, takeaways. It's can IU take the ball away from Ohio State and can they keep keep the ball on offense? Uh, last week, IU didn't, didn't give the ball away. Uh, they also didn't take the ball away, and they only have one, uh, one takeaway this year – The goal for Tom Allen's defenses and Kane Womack's defenses is to take the ball away three times per game. Uh, They're well below that average right now. They saw their 19-game takeaway streak end last week, uh, and they're back to zero. You're going to know that it's going to be a point of emphasis uh, this week going into that game. it's big play momentum, you're going to have – Hopefully a sellout crowd or at least close to it uh, in Bloomington who maybe half the crowd is exasperated because uh, Ohio State turned the ball over and half the crowd is going to be super elated because Indiana got the ball back. Uh, but those are the momentum changing plays. So, so hitting that takeaway goal, keeping control of the ball uh, is key number one. Key number two is Indiana has to, has to run the ball. Um, they have to be able to, to run the ball to control that clock uh, and control the tempo. That does not mean they're going to come out in the triple option uh, and, and did, do what Army does and, and hold the ball for eight minutes, uh, run, uh, and, and things like that. This is, you know, you're going to run a four-minute offense uh, and things like that. You're going to need these these first down runs to set up uh, second and short and third and you know, second and medium and third and short and, and keep drives going. Uh, I think Indiana's sitting around a, about 74, 73 yards per put, or per uh, per game. So it, no longer are the days when Kevin Wilson was the offensive coordinator where you saw IU run, you know, nine, between 80 and 110 plays every game. Uh, it, it's now Kalen DeBoer likes to mix tempo. They went a little up-tempo last week and then they uh, were able to slow it down, uh, but they got to get this, this run game going, whether it's the offensive line's got to get going uh, or or the running backs have to hit the holes and, and pick their feet up, but the, the run game has to get going, uh, and they need more than 3.9 yards of carry, uh, even though Stevie Scott had 5.1 yards last week, and the offensive line has been great in pass protection. They have not let up a sack this year, They're going to be tested with Chase Young in that defensive line, uh, but the run game is important. And then thirdly, it's it's going to be the first five minutes and the last five minutes of each half. Can IU come out, uh, establish themselves uh, without getting behind? You've seen every – going back the last few years, you've seen these big games, Indiana falls behind big and then fights back. They can't do that this week. That's – you know – Everybody wants to see a different Indiana football. You come out and give up 14 quick points to Ohio State, and it's going to be everybody's going to say same old team. Just like I was saying yesterday with the Jets, same old Jets, uh, that blew a 16-point lead, but um, it's how you you start and finish each half. Uh, And to your point, TJ, all those conditioning drills, those will show up in the second half. It's the first five minutes of the first half, when you've got to survive that storm the last five minutes of the first half where against Ball State, Indiana went on a 13-point run uh, in the last five minutes of that half and in the first five minutes of the second half, uh, kind of like the Patriots do all the time in the NFL where you see you know, Tom Brady, your team's up by 17, and all of a sudden Tom Brady takes him down you know, for a field goal, a field goal at the end of the first half, and then they come back and start the second half uh, and score a touchdown, and all of a sudden it's, you know, a seven-to-one score game, and they're right back in it. Uh, So Mm -hmm. the first five and last five uh, are going to be super key. Uh, Indiana's got to be in it. They can't do what they did against Michigan State last year and throw an early pick six. Uh, or do what they did against Iowa and just go down fat, early, fast, and just suck the wind out of at a Memorial Stadium. They need the crowd on their side uh, because you know, as if the Buckeyes are in trouble, those fans are not going to be as loud as they are. If they go up twenty-one nothing, uh, now serving beer in the stadium, you're going to have it's going to be a party atmosphere, um, even if, even at noon. They got to get through that first five minutes, really establish themselves in the last five minutes, and then in the second half, same thing. Establish yourself the first five minutes and then finish it off. Uh, too many times uh, we've seen these. Uh, I forgot who wrote it, but they wrote it. But they call them baby upsets. I think it's in the Athletic, where a team gets up ten nothing, and we've seen IU you do it a lot. Ten nothing in the first quarter and then all of a sudden in the fourth quarter, it's 49-21, and you're going, what happened? IU needs to add add points on there and and take care of business. So those are my three games, three pieces of the game. Uh, What is your matchup to watch, TJ?
1: Well, uh, I mean, there are so many that are going to be critical to Indiana being able to stick around in this one. Uh, I think that the most critical is going to be the play of Justin Fields, so I'm going to go with IU's defensive line versus the Ohio State Buckeyes' uh, offensive line and Justin Fields. Uh, and I include Fields in there because of his legs. I mean, even if you get pressure, um, he's able to get out of it with his legs, so it's, it's going to be getting the pressure, containing Fields, and then making finishing that play. Uh, if you get a shot at him, you've got to take him down. Uh, that that does not mean injure. It doesn't mean anything like that. It means you have to finish the play by getting that sack or getting that tackle for loss uh, and putting Ohio State off schedule. So I'm going to go with Indiana's defensive line, which had a very nice game against Eastern Illinois. Uh, They were constantly in the Panthers' backfield. It's going to be a different animal on Saturday against the Buckeyes. Can IU bring that same pressure uh, and make Justin Fields uh make it difficult for him which so far it has not been.
2: Yeah, so I'll go with the, uh, with two matchups to watch. The first is gonna be Buckeye fans against I four sixty five. Um yeah. it's kind of a tongue in cheek one. The southeast corner of I four sixty five is closed for construction. Yes. Uh it's shocking, right? Um Closed for construction. Uh, this affects both IU fans and Ohio State fans. It, I, I expect a late arriving crowd because of this. Uh, it, it's everybody's. A lot of people are going to be coming in from the from the east on I-70. That those southbound lanes are closed. The Southbound and westbound lanes are closed, and it, it could could affect the first, you know, the the first half of the first quarter. Uh, if people don't plan ahead and things like that, and you know, I, I say it as a joke, but that it's it's a you know it's a pain in the butt if you can't get around I four sixty five on that that southeast side. Uh, but my uh, my matchup to uh, to watch is the the Indiana defense against Ohio State's uh, skill guys. It, all all fall all spring practice. We've heard that Indiana's bigger, faster, stronger, um, and it's been the second year, third year, fourth year, fifth year, sixth year, on and on. However many years in a row we've heard this: bigger, faster, stronger. Uh, it's time to to show it. Can they uh, keep up with these skill guys? Can they keep you know keep them from breaking off these big plays? Uh, you, you know you remember that. Night in Bloomington a couple years ago, and J.K. Dobbins in his first career game goes off for, for I think, nearly 200 yards. Uh, and and yep. then Paris Campbell takes two long touchdowns um, and just outruns the IU defense, and, and that, was, that was it. That was all she wrote. Um, can IU put a hat on a hat and, and make tackles in space and, and get those things? Otherwise, it's going to be a long day. If you can't take care of um, Ohio State's athletes, and at least bring them down to the ground. Uh it, it's going to be a long day. And then you have Justin Fields who could run the ball as well. Uh, it, it's it's a tall task. Uh that's why I'm a little shocked at the 14-point spread and not a little bit more. But maybe this Indiana team is a little bit different. Uh we'll see. Final thoughts,
1: TJ? Well, uh typically do predictions. I'll throw one out there. It's sure to be wrong, but uh, I do think that that spread is uh, fairly, look, typically in Vegas, when they put a spread uh, at that level, they're they're kind of, when they open it there, they are begging people to take Ohio State. Uh, You would have expected it, given that it went over Cincinnati, you would have expected that to open up uh, somewhere around 20 you know, maybe uh, 17 or 17 and a half, something like that. Um, to have it open at 14, I'm sure it's going to rise. Uh, they're they're really begging people to take the Buc, guys, and that, that would kind of leave you wondering, what does Vegas know? Um, it doesn't always work out that way, but a lot of times it is prescient. Um, I will take Ohio State to win this one. It would be uh, a little bit insane of me to take Indiana. Uh, but I, I do think IU's going to make the Buckeyes work. I think it's going to be much closer than Cincinnati got. Um, I also don't think that ultimately this game, just like Eastern Illinois didn't, I don't think this game is going to tell us all that much about Indiana's season. Obviously, it's a Big Ten game. It's very important, and getting a win would be a you know program-changing victory for Tom Allen's Hoosiers. Uh, certainly a season-changing victory for the Hoosiers, but uh, I, I think that Ohio State is going to be ultimately in a different class. I'll take the Buckeyes to win this one going away, uh, 38-20, but uh, I think Indiana is going to make Ohio State work uh, and I think show that um, you know they, they do have some talent and the opportunity uh, is going to be there moving forward. I, I just hope that IU comes out of this one healthy, uh, and, and that you don't have Ohio State beat you twice and so then take care of business the next week against UConn, but uh, it's a big game. I'm really looking forward to, uh, to seeing Indiana measure up against one of the country's best.
2: Yeah, and um, the, that line has already jumped to, to 15 and a half, uh, after coming yeah. out yesterday, so uh, you're right on that, TJ. Uh, to me, it, it's you know, it's all about how people react. You know, can can you get hit the mouth and and react? That's what I want to say. Ohio State hasn't really been challenged yet this year. We saw it last year uh, when Purdue hit them in the mouth uh, on yeah. a road game. They they kind of crumbled. You saw it a couple years ago at Iowa too. Can this be that game for Ohio State? And and uh, we'll see. If Indiana gets hit in the mouth, can they get back up? And they usually are able to get back up and 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 go a, a couple more rounds, but never finish it off. Uh, I'm going to go Ohio State forty-two, Indiana twenty-one. i uh, it's it's just it's a game that while it excites me as a fan, um, it in, in the big picture, I don't think Indiana's ready for for Showtime just yet. It, it's Sure, it would be awesome to win this game. It would be a program-building win. Um, I'm just not a believer in program-changing wins. Uh, You get program-changing seasons, uh, but it would be a program-building win, something that you could send off to recruits, something that you could just sell to this fan base who's so desperately uh, in need of this. Although I do believe if Indiana beats Ohio State, they'll complain about something. Uh, you know, the wind was blowing the wrong direction, or, you know, the beer wasn't cold enough, or there's too many steps. Well, it, you it, know, going it to the, the top traffic. row. It, it would be the traffic. Yeah, or, the, that would be, or yeah, the traffic. That would be it. Yeah, the the traffic, or, you know, the, the cloud was in the wrong position, you know, something uncontrollable. Um, but, yeah, 4221 Ohio State, uh, you know, in the long run, you said it exactly right. Don't don't let Ohio State beat you twice, and and don't let them wreck a season that, you know, right now, a lot of people are projecting Indiana at seven wins. Uh, they're the number six team in the country. There is no shame in losing to Ohio State. You want to play well, no. get out healthy, um, and you're playing with house money. To me, it, it's you know you want to take your calculated risks. Uh, you want to be aggressive in spots, um, but you also don't want to get embarrassed. Uh, so you're playing with house money. Um, get out of there healthy. Go play UConn um, on the 21st, which it, it was announced that it was a, a noon game, uh, and then go get ready for Michigan State and the rest of the big, uh, you know, the Big Ten schedule. Uh, and, and you know, again, my two big, biggest games for IU are the road game at Maryland, which now looks – it's starting to look very tough, and the home game in November against Northwestern. So those are my two – this – well, the win would be awesome. They have – it's it's not a season wrecker if they lose unless there's a major injury. Uh, if they suffer major injury or major injuries – um. It could just blow up the season, but again, Indiana's yeah. look—they they, they looked great last week against an inferior opponent. They did what good teams are supposed to do. Um, the win against Ball State looks a little bit better uh, now that you know that Ball State. I think put up fifty-seven or fifty points on on Fordham, even though Fordham's an FCS team, uh, they still put up half a hundred on them. So. You know, roll the dice a little bit and uh and we'll see what happens. We'll see where they come out. Anyway, TJ, thanks for joining me today on the Hoosier Huddle preview podcast for Indiana, Ohio State, and enjoy the rest of your Monday. Thanks everybody. Have a good week. All right, that does it for our podcast this week. Make sure you tune in next week as we recap Indiana's game against Ohio State. Uh the The Hoosiers take on the Buckeyes at noon at Memorial Stadium down in Bloomington. The game is broadcast live on Fox. That's Fox, not FS1. Um, On Saturday at noon, check your local listings. Uh, Follow us on Twitter at Hoosier underscore Huddle. Come back to HoosierHuddle.com for all your Indiana football needs. Uh, And check us out on Instagram at Hoosier underscore Huddle as well. Anyway, thanks for joining us for this podcast. Uh, it's a big week Ohio State week should be exciting weather should be perfect again hopefully we see a sold-out Memorial Stadium filled with more Hoosier fans and Buckeye fans Uh, and maybe just maybe we'll have a celebratory podcast on next Monday all right thank you very much for tuning in and we'll talk to you next week